Many of us, many of you here, you know, faithfulness, faithfulness in serving the Lord, putting God first. I know there are many in, who are here this morning and many in this church that that's been the code of their life ever since they've given their lives to Jesus. God rewards those that are faithful to him. God honors those that honor him. And, you know, to put him first in your life is, is really what it's all about. And uh, God will always bless you in it. I got a scripture to share this morning. I'm going to get straight into it. And, and God spoke this to me uh, earlier, a few months ago, and made it very clear that this is what I'm to share here with you today. It's in Isaiah 43, and it says this. The Lord says, do not cling to the events of the past or dwell on what happened long ago, but watch for the new thing I am going to do. Now get this. It is happening already. You see it now. You know, whenever God is doing things, either in our individual life or with his church, it's like you sense a, a sort of a stirring. You, you just, you know, there seems to be something happening and you can't quite put your finger on it. And that's because God is always ahead of us and he's leading us into things. So, so that's, and, and, and I just sense so tremendously that God is doing something fresh in the church. I can only say that over the last few months at meetings that Maggie and I have been taking, we've seen so much of the anointing of the Holy Spirit and the power of God. We've seen healings, like, like common, just happening. You know, instant healings. Um, people, I was at a meeting just uh, three weeks ago, a lady, lady with serious depression. She, she was facing, and this had been with her for, for a, a few months. She'd been sharing this, and she'd had another bout uh, uh, just a couple of years before that lasted a long, long time. We prayed for her. That instantly lifted from her. But it wasn't just what happened right there and then, but two weeks later, we, we heard a testimony the testimony being told in another meeting, and, and obviously it had gone and, and totally lifted from us, so she was totally free. You know, God wants us to be free. He wants us to know His health. He wants His hand upon us. He wants His anointing upon us. You know, God is doing new things. You know, when God invades our natural realm, He does what is natural to Him, but to us that's a supernatural so he brings all the resources of heaven into our life and experience, and that changes things dramatically, both for us and for other people. We've got to get hold of this in our spirit. In Ephesians 3 verse 20, it says, To him who by the means of his power, working in us, is able to do so much more than we could even ask for. What are you asking for from God? Because whatever you're asking for, he can do more. More than you can ask, more than you can imagine. According to the power that's working where? In us, in you. Paul said to Timothy, he said, Timothy, gave him a whole lot of instructions, but he said this, fan into flame, stir up the gift of God which is in you through the laying on of my hands. You know, and here's a great man of God, a great leader in the early church, Timothy. And Paul was reminding him, remember that time I laid hands on you and you received those gifts in your life. 
He said, don't just go to sleep and not use your gifts, stir it up. You know, God's released gifts into your life, given you, enhanced your natural abilities, plus given supernatural gifts of the Holy Spirit into your life. But, you know, you don't just get a gift and anointing from the Holy Spirit and then just leave the spiritual side of your life so that that doesn't matter or you don't, you've got to stir it up. You've got to reach out to people. You've got to pray for people, release the gifts of God that are in you. And so often, if you read the Bible, the New Testament and Gospels and Acts, so many miracles were through the laying on of hands. That's how it happened. Why? Why laying on of hands? Because God wants us to depend on each other. He says we're two or three together. There I am in the midst. So we can pray for each other. We need each other. And we can bless each other with the, you know, His anointing on our life. God wants to do something special. You know, when I read the New Testament and, 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 and the miracles even in the Old Testament, you know, when Jesus prayed for people, He didn't sort of have one prayer for all the blind people. He didn't have another prayer, oh, well, these people are crippled. Let's have one prayer for Him. Now, you see, every encounter that Jesus had with any person and it was recorded, they're all different, different encounters. He says different things. He does different things. Some people he lays hands on. Some people he spat in the mud and made something, put on their eye, told them to go and wash it off. And, and you see all of these things, and you think, you know, why is that? You know, the reason is this. There's two reasons. Number one, God is our creator God. He is incredibly creative. When he does things, he doesn't just do one block. He didn't make us robots. You know, every one of us is individual and different. We are unique. You know, the pattern of the iris of your eye is different in every single one of us. Every fingerprint is different for every, you know, for the billions of people on the earth. Isn't that incredible? God is amazing. And so he also knows that we are individuals and have our own individual needs and we respond to things in a certain way. Therefore, when he ministers to us by his spirit, it's individual. We can be praying in a, in a lineup and, and one person receives one thing and the Holy Spirit is talking to somebody else and doing something else in another person's life. I mean, I was thinking about it because I was looking for, uh, we were staying at Mike and Des McCook's place, and I had to use Siri, you know, the, on the Google Maps, you know, and, and she's telling me where to go. It's amazing, isn't it? You think, it wasn't all that long ago we didn't have that, you know, but what it, what it told me, here's the thing, and this is, to me, it, it just helps how, how God works. You know, if we can make computers and satellites that can mean that I'm driving my car and I'm getting specific instructions to one house and there are, you know, I'm passing cars all the time and some of them have got their little machine on that's speaking to them individually and leading them to another place, then it's easy for God, isn't it? It's easy to understand. God can minister to our individual needs in a unique way that is different to anybody else, maybe similar but it's different because we are special to him and because he is so creative and able to release his power in our lives. You know, God wants to do new things in our life. He wants to show you things you've never seen before. He wants you to experience things 
you've never experienced before, and then he wants you to do things you've never done before. You know, when I gave my heart to Jesus, 24 years of age, I was at home by myself in my room. Suddenly, the presence of God came in the room. I was seeking God. I was reading the Bible, but I never experienced anything like what I felt in that room. It was a little bit like when we worship God here and the presence of God comes and you sense it. You feel that he is here in a, in a real way. It was like that, but there was no music. There was nobody else around. I was just on my own, never experienced anything like that. It made me get on my knees and I wanted to pray, but I, I didn't know how to pray. I hadn't prayed since I was a child. And my Bible, but I was reading my Bible, and, and the Bible, the next verse said, when you pray, say. So that was a tip. That was a help. It was the Lord's Prayer. I prayed the Lord's Prayer. Lord's Prayer was my sinner's prayer, salvation prayer. And all I can say in the next half hour, three quarters of an hour, God just totally changed my life. I sensed his love, his acceptance, it was overwhelming. He changed habits in my life, words, the way I said things, and some of the actions and the things that I did. All of those changed because of that one experience. You see, I saw something I'd never seen before. I experienced something I'd never experienced before. It made me do things I'd never done before. We went to Bible college, and uh, when we were there, some people started to talk about speaking in tongues and the baptism in the Holy Spirit. We said, well, what's that? Never heard of that before. What's that all about? So we started to read the Bible and, and suss it out, and I could see it was in the Bible, and, and, and no matter what, I saw that they had something we didn't have. And uh, so we started to pray and say, well, God, just fill us with your Spirit, you know. And, uh, but nothing happened. One day I was in a meeting just like this. And the preacher said this, if you want to be baptized in the Holy Spirit, then just come out the front. He had an altar call like, like we'll have today. If you want to be baptized in the Holy Spirit, then you come exactly the same way I did. We'll lay hands on you. You'll receive the Holy Spirit. And I went out the front and I stood there and I, I remember I said to the Lord, Lord, you can, you can fill me with the Spirit before he comes. But he didn't. You know, and so there's about 15 of us out there. He goes along placing his hands on people's heads. And then he come to me. I'm just feeling exactly the same. Puts his hand on my head. All I can say is like electricity just went right through me. My hand shot up in the air. I'd never worshipped God like that before. You see, in that moment, I experienced something I never experienced before. And then I saw things. I saw there's another realm in the Spirit. It opened up. The, the gifts of the Holy Spirit. And I did things I'd never done before. He came along and, and I, I, I was filled with the Spirit, but I wasn't speaking in tongues. And I was thinking, what, am I only going to get half the deal? These other people got everything. I, and, and, but he just came along and, and encouraged each person. He said to me, he said, you know, the speaking part isn't a miracle. You've got to start speaking. And so I just started praising God. And as I started praising God, I started to get a few words of a language I'd never, ever spoken before. And over the next weeks and months, it grew into my heavenly language, my gift of, of tongues, of languages that became a spiritual weapon for me, that strengthens me. It's a communication, my spirit to God's spirit that Satan can't break. It's a powerful weapon. And if you don't speak in tongues, we'll pray for you this morning and get a release in the Holy Spirit. Because, 
You know, you can't live the Christian life in your own strength. You really do need His power at work in your life. I remember the first time I ever prophesied. And I was in a meeting. It was like a life group. And the leader, we were praying for somebody, and the leader said this. He said, ah, there's three people here got a prophecy. It's that person. It's that person. And Bob, you got a prophecy. And I'm standing there saying, no, I haven't. I've just got an empty head. I've got nothing. That's it, you know. And, uh, but I said, oh, well, let's, let's see. And so the first person prophesied, the second person prophesied, and then I got two words. And, and so I had a choice to make. Do I, two words isn't enough, but I spoke them out. The two words became a sentence, which became two sentences. And so I had my first prophecy. You see, I experienced something I never experienced before, but it's a common thing. The Bible says all of us can prophesy. But it opened the door and I saw the importance. I saw the change in that person's life because we prophesied to build them up and to encourage them and help them with what they were facing. You know, we've, I've probably prophesied, Maggie and I prophesied thousands of times and thousands of situations. But you know, if we never did it the first time, it would never happen again. And it's the same for you. You see, it's not a gift that's just for one or two people, but it's for all of us to encourage each other. Tongues is to encourage you. The gift of prophecy is to encourage others, not to put a downer on them, but to build them up and to be positive in all that God has for them. God wants us to be encouragers of people. You know, some of you here are facing different issues. Some of it's financial. You know, God is a God of breakthrough. He's the one that you turn to if you have a need. You know, always, I mean, there are some ground trees like honor God with your first fruits. Develop a spirit of generosity in your life. Being generous doesn't mean you have to have uh, hundreds of thousands of dollars to be generous. You can be generous with the little that you have. It's a spirit of generosity so that it doesn't bind you or hold you back. God wants you to be released in, in, in that area. Some of you, it's about discouragement. I talked about the lady with depression that we, you know, we saw a, a freedom with. I remember one time in my life when, and, and I, was in, I was pastor, I was involved in ministry, I was doing all the things that, that, that you know, we always did in, in our ministry life. But it was just like there was, a, there was something around me. It was like a spiritual uh, enemy just trying to hold us back and, and I could sense it was there and, and we prayed about it but it just was there it didn't stop me operating, didn't stop me doing everything uh, that we did but it was nevertheless I knew that there was something there and then in the end I, I, I rang up somebody who I knew uh, was in ministry in, in this area and I went and saw him and he just prayed for me and you know that thing just went just like that just gone. Never ever come back. You know, we need each other. That's what laying on of hands is about. That's what praying is about. That's what the different gifts are about. God doesn't want us to be loners. doesn't want us to be separate. He wants us to be family. He wants us to understand that the same as preaching and the prophetic word is there to build us up. That the words we say to each other, the actions, the love, that we have for others is what is overflowing and what makes a difference uh, in our life. Some of you got creativity in your life and you wonder, well, you know, you, you, you don't really know how to express that or to release it. 
I tell you what, in this house, there's lots of opportunities for all sorts of creativeness to be released. And so you, you know, go to the growth track and see what your giftings are and see where it fits and see how it works so that that can be released in your life. You know, some of you will be sitting there and, and you'll be hearing these things and, and, and you're sort of, whoa, you'll respond positively, but then your mind will start working and saying, oh, hold on, you know, that's all right for him or that's all right for those people, but, but you know, um, no, I'm, I'm, I'm too old, you know, or, or else, oh, no, I'm too young and oh, I haven't got enough experience or, you know, I can't even... You know, understand Christianese and, and half the words, you know, from the Bible. And, 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 and we start to think, you know, we, we start off with his faith and then we start talking ourselves out of it. You know, we've got to stop doing that. Just tell those words to go. And Jesus and God wants to meet with you. And God wants to release an anointing. And you might say, well, look, I haven't got any real need uh, right now today. I tell you what, I need a fresh touch of God every day. That's what we all need. We need a touch of the Holy Spirit. We need the power of God working in our life. Some of you here, it's about relationship. You know, it's about finding a life partner. You know, you go to engagement parties, you go to weddings and maybe even part of the bridal party or groom's party, whatever. But you know, you don't say anything, but inside you think, well, what about me? You know, where does it fit in for me? You know, I know that there can be, there can be a call to singleness. But I want to say this, it's pretty rare. There's not many that that's the calling on their life. And if it is, they know it. Those people know that that's the calling. You see, and if you haven't got that calling on your life, then God's got a plan. I mean, you don't want to run out and marry the first person you come across because that's going to be a disaster, you know. That's not going to work. But God's got something. You don't give up hope. You know, where do you find a partner? I tell you what, church is a great place. It really is, you know. I mean, sometimes you, you're probably just not looking, you know. I mean, you have a coffee afterwards. You know, have a good look around. Just check out. Who's there, you know? You just, you just never know. It could be worth going to three services on Sunday and come back again tonight, you know. And if they're not in your church... You know, go to one conference. You know, a thousand people come from all over the country. I tell you what, half, at least half of them are single. Most of them are Christians. By the time they leave, they all are. So it's a great place, you know. Just check it out. Now I've lost track. I tell you what, though. It's, it's real. You know, God cares about everything you feel and all you go through. And He's right with you and He wants you to find Him in it, but He also wants you to find, you know, that person that's going to be your partner through your life. You know, when it comes to faith, Jesus said, all you need is faith like a mustard seed. You know, some people are strong in faith. People like Bartimaeus, you know, Jesus is passing by, crowds there. He yells out, He doesn't care about the crowd top of his voice, Jesus, you know, heal me. He's, Jesus stops the crowd. Amazing faith. The woman with the issue of blood, she pressed through, touched the hem of his garment, instantly healed. Amazing faith. Wow, that took incredible courage. 
And some of you are like that. And you know, if you've got faith like that, never let it die. Keep pressing forward. You know, other people are reliant on your faith, your prayers, breakthrough that you carry and bring. But you know, a lot of us aren't like that. A lot of us are just, you know, where we go to, we, we see people go forward and they receive this and they receive that, but oh, you know, that's for them. That's, you know, they, they got faith. You know, it's, many of the miracles in the Bible weren't people that were filled with faith. You know, the, the father who had a son that was demon possessed and terrible things were happening to his boy. He was heartbroken. He went to lots of people for prayer, went to the disciples for prayer, but the boy was, wasn't healed. And then Jesus said, do you believe? And he said to him, he said, Lord, I believe, but help my unbelief. You know, the poor guy had been hurt so many times and disappointed. It's hard to build faith up when your life seems to be not working out. But he said, yes, Lord, I, I believe. You help me. And Jesus healed, healed the boy. Another man born blind was sitting on the side of the road. He didn't cry out for Jesus. He was just sitting there. In fact, Jesus went up to him. And the disciples said, oh, look at this guy, born blind. You know, who's the baddies here? Like, was it his parents who sinned? Or was it him? Was it his fault? And Jesus said this. He said, you know, his sickness has got nothing to do with sin. You know, sometimes we just think, we don't get answers because, you know, we're not doing good enough. You know, all of us make mistakes. None of us are good enough. But God's grace and mercy goes way beyond your goodness or badness. God's love reaches out to you like it did to this man who was sitting at the side of the road. And Jesus went to him. And Jesus said, you know, it wasn't the actions of him or his parents, but he is like this so that God's power can be seen in him. You know, this morning, I believe God wants to release a fresh anointing on your life, wherever you're at, wherever, whatever's going on. Some of you here might want healing. You know, if you've got sore back on your neck, shoulders, God will heal you. You know, we'll see some instant healings here. We've seen just so many people with sore backs just get instantly healed. Seen legs grow, all sorts of stuff happen to just position things into a right place for God to release. So if you've got pains, don't go with them. Come for prayer. We'll pray and just believe God to move. Can we just close our eyes just for a moment? And I just want to say, you know, if you've anyone here and you've never received Jesus as your Savior, or you have, but, you know, you're just not walking with Jesus at the moment. You want to come back. I'm going to pray a prayer, and I invite you to just pray a simple prayer after me. Just do it silently and, uh, and ask Christ to come into your life. Dear Heavenly Father, I thank you that you love me. I thank you, Lord Jesus, you died on the cross for my sins. Lord, I ask you to come into my life and make me the person you want me to be. Lord, I thank you've heard my prayer this morning and that you have come in. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Amen.